know that I have an opening scripture. Just ask Dustin if you would uh, ask a blessing on this service, please. And then you may be seated. Did you hear his prayer? (laughs) I love it. I didn't even talk to him ahead of time. (laughs) Oh, God is awesome. If you get into the 20th chapter of Exodus, you find uh, where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. And along about the seventh verse, he says that, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. He said, For thou will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. So God's, God's name is very, very important. It is sad as you uh, go around on job sites or out in Walmart or wherever you're at, you hear people uh, take the Lord's name in vain. But there is something else uh, that that God has magnified even above his name. You know what that is, don't you? Turn to Psalm 138. Do you just remember when Dustin prayed? This is one of the things he prayed. Psalm 138. Psalm 138, verse 2 says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. This word that is on your lap and mine, God says, I've magnified it even above my name. Now, I fear uh, in America, in the church in America, in the church at New Hope, I fear that we have laid our sword down. I fear, uh, if I would ask you to raise your hand, shake shake your Bible in the air, there would be many of you that would have nothing to shake. Shame on you. Shame on you that you would come to the house of God without the Word of God on your lap. Would you go to war without a sword? Unless you've got it memorized, it should be with you. It really should. That's uh, If you've been listening to what Pastor's been preaching, what Jason's been preaching about how we are here in America, God's spoiled children, as we heard. You know, we (laughs) there are places in China where they they just are so crazy about just having one page. They pour over one page. They'll take it to Bible studies and the prayer meetings. And here we have how many different versions. I'll bet most of us have at least ten Bibles in our house. How come we don't bring them to the house of God and we can study? Matthew 4. I give up on people liking me a long time ago. (laughs) You don't have to like me. You don't. You don't. But it's amen or oh me. I mean, you you and I, even back to the days when the kids was in high school and we was going uh, to their ball games, football games. If you came to any John Glenn games when our kids was in school, you'd see them crazy Gebhards up there and them simple Rossers and anyone else in that group. 
had milk jugs filled with rocks. Just shaking them, say muskies on them. And no one, if you went there without them, they'd say, what are you doing? I, you ain't got your stuff we need. And yet we come to church with, without God's word. Verse 1 says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he afterwards was hungry. I'll bet. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, let me just ask you something tonight. Do you believe the Word of God? Do you believe it is the Word of God? That it is true, it's never wrong? He said, well, man is, is not going to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, if, if you and I are going to live by the Word of God, we've got to know the Word of God. Because it tells us in James 1.22 that if we're hearers only of the Word of God and not doers, we have deceived ourselves. Wow, is it quiet? How come it's so quiet? We, we have got to know the Word of God, church. It's time we've got to get back to the old paths. That's the Word of God. We have left the Word of God. We no longer find it important to, to read the Word of God. It's just something we'll do if we make time. And the church is, is truly anemic. We are weak. Jesus himself, when he was tempted, said, It is written. What would we say? Let me call pastors. See what he says. Look at verse 5. Then the devil takes him up into the holy city. He sets him on a pinnacle of the temple and says to him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it's written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou bash thy foot against the stone. Now, isn't he just a clever little creature? He is trying to tempt the word with the word. He is trying to twist the word and tempt Jesus with the word. Say, well, it's already written. You know anyone like that? You can take anything, any scripture you want out of context, and you can make it agree with what you want. You can find someone who will agree with you, and you'll hunt that person down. Now, what do you think this means? Well, I think it means, and I'll tell you, you do not want to be messing with God's word. Because if you add to this word, it tells us in the book of Revelation that the plagues that are written in this book will be added to you. And if you take away from this book, your name will be taken away from the book of life. How important is the word of God to you? I'll bet everyone in this place has got to watch. Is the word of God more important to us than a watch? I bet most people have in this place, I know some of you do, a cell phone. 
Some of us will bring cell phones and not the Bible to church. We're messed up, church. I don't know if you're getting this or not, but we something's got to change with us. We're lacking. Don't you agree? How can, how can we be so smart that we don't need the Word of God anymore? What we have here is rare. It is rare. We get the Word of God here. This is rare. Oh, it's rare. You need to thank God. Ask God to bless your pastor, to keep your hand upon him. Pray that he never veers from the Word of God. You don't get this everywhere. But I'm telling you, if this is all you get all week long, you're going to be a bear to live with. If this is all you get, if you believe that you're hoping that whatever he can give you is going to be enough to last you all week long, you are going to be a flat-out bear, a hungry bear. You're going to be grouchy, like most people are when they get hungry. Look at verse 8. Again, the devil takes him up into exceeding high mountain. He showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and says unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Amazing. Is that nerve or what? Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written. Quoting right out of Deuteronomy. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaves him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. If the word of God, Jesus, felt it necessary, undoubtedly did this for an example to us, said, it is written. What are we doing? You understand, he could have just, he wouldn't even have to blink, just willed him gone, and he would have been gone. But he spoke the word to him because there is power in the word of God. There is power. I think it's, oh, I think it's Ecclesiastes 4, 8 or 8, 4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. He is king. Jesus is king. He has spoken his word, and there is power. There is so much power in the word of God. How many years have we been going to the psych ward? I'll bet close to 20 years. Close to 20 years. I never, ever, ever have found anyone in that place that will meditate on the Word of God every day. Ever. Ever. Turn to Psalm 1. You know what? If if you come to Sunday school, you know I'm a stickler for the Word. I don't like getting into books. There's some good books out there, but I don't get into them. I I, I love the Word. I just love the Word. Let me tell you, I, I just want to share my heart with you tonight. There's a reason I'm a stickler about the Word. This Word works. In in this word is an answer, is a cure for your bad marriage. In this word is is help for your crazy kids. 
for that boss you're working with, for finances. There's advice in here on sex for the married couple. That bad word. We've made bad, but God hasn't. Husbands, you love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for us. You want a great marriage? Listen, it's all found in the Word of God. And we've laid it down. We've got time. We've got time for everything else. Everything. I don't know anyone who's come to church and said, how's it going? You're pretty bad. I, I know I forgot to eat. I haven't eaten for three days. I mean, just, to, just talking about it. We do the, 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 the fasting thing just once a month. And, and, and two days before my flesh, there's an upheaval. I get hunger pangs two days in advance. I'll never get hungry unless we're having I don't remember my last. My last hunger pang was one with fasting. I can work out in that shop and not get hungry. But you let, let it be suggested that we're going to fast. Because this, this kind comes forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Oh, come on, this is old school. Who in the world's got time to meditate on the Word of God day and night? I mean, really, we got, we're busy, right? I'm too busy. That's correct. We're too busy if we're too busy to meditate on the Word of God. You think, uh, I caught the tail end of it. Oh, who won the race today? Wasn't Reagan. Somebody, oh, don't be acting spiritual on me. I, I know some of you watching. Who won the race today? McMurray won it. That's the first time he's won in a long time. If you watch NASCAR. How come you can sit and watch a worthless race? We can sit and watch. And you, you tell me, I can watch Cleveland. I'm a Cleveland fan. Isn't that sad? Look, a, a typical game takes almost three hours. How can we not have time? How can we not have time to read the Word of God? How can we not have time to have God speak to us? Something that will not return void. I watched the last 29 laps that race and couldn't remember who won. What the heck? Yeah, God says, you get in my word. You meditate on it day and night. Day and night. There are some things that happen. Look what happens. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not wither, but whatsoever he does shall prosper. I love this word. I love this word. Said so you meditate on my word day and night. Day and night. We're so we're whacked out because we don't meditate on the Word of God. We do everything else but. 
It's everything. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Listen, it starts with this, with this word. Well, I was not saved a year and lost mom to cancer. Mom battled cancer for probably three years, probably one of the things that brought me to Christ. Uh, I was saved in the spring of 82. My mom died in uh, March of 83. Two months after mom died, uh, one of our kids was diagnosed with leukemia, battled three years with that thing, went uh, in and out of Children's Hospital in Cincinnati, in Columbus. I am so glad that when I got saved, I had a brother make sure I was rooted in the Word of God, that you've got to get in this Word. And so even at children's and even with the craziness with mom and her sickness, I would find myself in the Word of God. And I can't explain it. All I know is when I would meditate on this Word, even in the the hospital room, wherever I was at, there was like this peace that would come over me, this peace that passes understanding. And God showed me, you just get in my Word. I'll take care of you. You're, You're going to walk through the fire, but you will not be burned. You'll go through the flood. You will not drown. We have laid the word of God down. You can save your pastor a lot of heartache if you'll just get into the word. There's so much that happens when you and I study the word of God. (laughs) Really? Trust me on this. They say, well, brother, this is, this is old stuff. We all know it. Well, it doesn't do us any good to know if we don't do it. I mean, I know I'm not supposed to walk in front of a train, but if I do, I'm going to get killed. There, there's, a, there's a way. It says in Proverbs 16:25, there's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It seems like, I, well, I'm coming to church. We're crying out loud. I'm not rebelling. I'm not giving anyone any trouble. Listen, you you better get into the Word of God. If you don't have a hunger, you better pray, God, give me a hunger. Like Pastor was saying this morning about the praying thing, you better do that with the Word of God. That's one of the things I pray for. I was a baby Christian, probably hadn't been saved just two or three months. I said, God, I want two things. I want a hunger for your Word, and I want discipline to get in it. Discipline me. you got to pick me up by the scruff of the collar and say, come on, son. Oh, my gosh. I am so thankful. So thankful for the Word of God. When nothing else makes sense, you get in the Word of God. Oh, oh. Isn't it amazing that God can speak to you in a passage that doesn't even seem like it could possibly fit your situation, yet for some reason God just gives you peace and direction. Second Timothy 3. <clears throat> you hear how quiet it is? That dis- that's disturbing. It is just disturbing. When I when I first got saved, they go to church and a pastor would say, "Open your Bibles." It was like you couldn't hear yourself think. There'd be so many pages rustling. 
We, we've gotten too smart. Stinking innovation. It's made us lazy. It has. It's made us lazy. We no longer bring the Word of God to church. Why? Got her up here. Someone told me that one day. Oh, I, I don't have to read every day. Why is that? I, I just retain it. Yeah. You're retaining coffee grounds up there or something. I don't know. No one is that smart. No one. I don't care if you're a genius. You know, even if you've got it memorized, you need to read it. How many times can you find something new in the Word of God? But Paul's talking to Timothy. Turn to turn to Second Timothy three, verse sixteen. He's talking to this young evangelist. Look what he says. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable. You can just stop right there. It is profitable. We'll read the rest of it, but say it's profitable. Think of what we do that's not profitable. Think of I couldn't even remember who won the race. How could it possibly be profitable to watch even the last 29 laps of it? I already knew who was going to win the Cleveland game. I didn't watch it. It's predictable, is it not? For what? For what? What 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 does that do? What does that profit me for the kingdom of God? Not a stinking thing. But this is profitable. He said it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And I want to tell you right now that not everyone wants reproved. Not everyone wants corrected. Well, you look at that little critter, what he does. I mean, I know it's just eight, eight months old, but I want to tell you, he, I can tell you, he's a sweet kid, but that eight-month-old has a carnal side. He does. You don't have to wonder whether or not he's happy. If he don't like the way you're holding him, he'll let you know. If he wants more to eat, he'll let you know. You know the difference between us and him is we're just older. We need corrected, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Chapter 4, verse 1. Look what he tells him. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Look at those next three words. I love this. Just preach the word. Keep your stinking opinion to yourself. Your opinion has never caused anyone to grow. When people come to you uh, for counsel, give them the word of God. Reed knows that as he goes to the jail. He gives them the word of God. You go to the psych ward, they need the word of God. You go to the hospitals visiting, they need the word of God. You and I, the church, need to be saying, it is written. It is written. This is not a waste of time. We've got to get back in the word, church. We've got to. It's imperative. If you've been coming the last month or so and seen what's going on with statistics, and it was good for me to watch that thing about the little film about uh, re- reproduction, all that. Uh, man, I, I just got to confess to you, I, I, I'm looking at those south of the border different now. I am. 
Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Again, he says, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure. And that word in the Greek means put up with. Sound doctrine. That's what's going on here, you understand. They were not putting, they're, they're, no, sorry, I, I can't do that. Fast, pray? You mean I can't have a little drink now and then? No. We want to live like we want to live, and we want someone to tell us it's okay. And that's just what we do on the outside. What about the inside? What if I hate you? What if I smile at you, but I hate you? You understand, when this word comes, whoo, it's alive. It doesn't let us have stuff like that. You can, you can, have you ever tried to read the Word of God and be mad at your spouse? What a waste of time. I mean, God, God has stopped me in the middle of it. I thought, you know, uh, bless God, I know I'm right, so hope she comes to repentance. And I know, God, you'll deal with her. And I'll start, mm-hmm. I start in that Word of God, and God is just sitting there like this. I can see him. Because you make it right. You're wasting your time. I'm not, you're, you, I'm going to make sure you don't get nothing out of this. Just go make it right. You're not going to make a mockery of my word. Don't do that. They will not endure sound doctrine, but they, but after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. It's going on. It is going on. I would tell you to watch Christian TV just to see don't. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. There is so little worth watching, so little. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read it, says Isaiah thirty four sixteen. Just seek out and read it. Doesn't say we need to understand it. Doesn't see it just says seek ye out of the book of the Lord, read, meditate on it. Just meditate. I've heard someone say, Well, I I don't understand it. You have to understand something to do it. I mean, you probably don't understand how to make your clothes, but you're wearing them. I've never made a pair of shoes in my life, but I'm wearing a pair. I drive a car. I couldn't tear it down and put it back together, but I drive it. How can we be too busy for the Word of God? I need to know. We are too busy, church. Marriages are going crazy. I tell a young couple, I would tell Chad and Heather, and you stay in that Word of God. I can tell you after 33 years, you can still be in love with her. You stay in the Word. You'll you'll keep sweeping her off her feet. You will. promise you. You will. This Word works. God's Word inside of you, I'm telling you, I can't explain how it happens, but when you start reading it, you start meditating on it, God deals with you about stuff in your life. And we become conformed to His image. It's almost like a scripture or something, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. The church has been turned to fables. Just fables. We believe that... I mean, there's many of you probably right now have an attitude because 
you, you're thinking, get off my case, I'm here. And I'm tithing even. But listen, God's word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. It is. We need it. We, because every day we're going somewhere. Every day. I remember when the kids was little, we'd have devotions with them every night. Every night we'd sit down, we'd read Scripture, and then we'd discuss the Scripture. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? I, I, I think we were doing more than we ever realized. I really do. I think because that word does not return void. It's powerful. Genesis 2. Wish I'd have, I'm sorry, Genesis 3. I wish I'd have had a newspaper with me. I just wish I'd have brought one. I could really depress you. Verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it, neither shall you toss it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, no, you, you're surely not going to die. Hey, you know what? In verse, in verse 1 of chapter 3, we find the first question in the Word of God. It's the very first time it's an interrogative where there's a question asked. And his word is, Yea, hath God said... And the reason I, I wish I'd had a newspaper with me is because of every murder, every child abduction, every unfaithful marriage, every horrible thing that's ever happened started with, yea, hath God said. From there, it went downhill. From the onset when God's word was questioned, and entertained, we've never been the same. Ever. Everything that's happened is because someone listened to someone say, Yea, hath God said? And what goes on today? Or well, now, I'm not sure that that really means, if I'm not sure... Oh, we're too stinking smart. We're, we've professed ourselves to be wise and we become fools. Look, he defies the word of God once he questions as a serpent said unto him, you, you're, surely you're not going to die. He says, for, for the Lord does know, and in that day you eat thereof, then your eyes will be opened, and you'll be as God's knowing good and evil. Oh, man, is he throwing the bait out. He, listen, God's just tricking you. Because he knows you're going to be like him. Oh, my gosh. But see, it all started back with, yea, hath God said. That's where it started. She entertained that idea. 
When the woman saw the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open. They knew they were naked, and they sewed themselves fig leaves together and made aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid himself from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God said unto Adam, Where art thou? Oh, my gosh. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, Great answer. The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent, the, the original pass the buck game. The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And God said unto the woman, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall have rule over thee. Unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thors also and thistles shall it bring forth of thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. This started. This started with hath God said. This started with someone just questioning God's word. Look what has happened. Thorns and thistles, that stinking garden. It's work. It's work. I don't care. All there was was tomatoes, cucumbers, pumpkins, a few radishes, and green beans, and weeds. Couldn't get the tomatoes to grow in that one area, but the thorns and thistles sure survived even flourished. Why? Because someone said, Yea, hath God said, our marriages are going crazy because someone listened. Yea, hath God said. Now I'm asking you again, how important is the Word of God to you and I? Yea, hath God said. Oh, does he, oh, come on, this is 2009. Does he really mean that? I mean, what's a little bit going to hurt? In the sweat of thy face. He's not done talking to Adam. 
In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Can you imagine God standing before you, looking you in the eye, and telling you this stuff? All because you have God said. Now look, it gets worse. The first offspring are killing each other. <laughs> you kidding me? All because they listen to someone say, has God really said that? I ask you again, church, how can we not make time to know what God has said? How can we? How can this not be important to us? This is what happened. We're still reaping from all that in the stinking garden. And the garden wasn't even stinking until this happened. How does sun die in my arms? Because someone listened when the enemy said, Yea, hath God said. That's when it came. Sin, sickness, all that stuff. But we we don't have time. We're we're just we're busy. Turn Isaiah sixty six. I remember people talking about God can do anything. I heard someone say, well, God can't do anything because God really couldn't make a rock so big that he couldn't lift it. I said, did you take pills to be that stupid? You kidding me? You, how long did it take you to come up with something like that? Professing themselves to be wise. God can do anything he wants. His word says he can do what he wants. He's God. We don't have to understand that he's God. I don't have to understand his word. I'll tell you what, there's a lot in here I don't understand, but I understand enough. It says in Psalm 119, 130, uh, the entrance of thy word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. It does. You read it. It'll give you understanding. We're to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and we lean not unto our own understanding. Almost like scripture, isn't it? Isaiah 66, verse 1 says, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me, and where is the place of my rest? For all those things have my have mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembles. At my word. Oh, come on. Tremble. Hebrew means fearful, reverential, afraid of his word. Do you know anyone who trembles at the word of God? I don't. Just to shake. Just to shake as you, as you read this word of God. 
You, can you, anyone understand where I'm coming from? We're a messed up church. This is not important to us anymore. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I might have a lot of other flaws, but I'm not crazy. This word is working. It will always work. Those who... All right. Psalm 119. I'll leave it alone. I want to say it so bad, though. Verse 165. Oh, this is rich. You want to you save your pastor heartache and trouble? Just meditate on the Word of God. Great peace have they which love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. Nothing. You can say what you want about me, about my family, even my grandson. According to the Word of God, if I love the Word of God, it says, you cannot offend me. Nothing will offend me. Nothing. Wouldn't you love to be there? Get in the Word of God. Get in the Word of God. It's, it's not, it's not, it can't come like this. It doesn't come through osmosis. I mean, you've got to read it. You've got to meditate on it. Take time to meditate. I want to encourage you. If God's spanking you, just bend over and take it. and Things will cool down. But, but get in the Word and read it. I want to encourage you. I'm not condemning you. I'm, I'm telling you that, you know, one of the disciples said, where else are we going to go? You have the words of life. These are life, it's life and death. God's Word brings life. It's living. Turn to Hebrews 4. We'll look at it. You knew I was going to get there eventually. All of us could probably quote this verbatim. Verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick. If you have another translation, it will say alive or living. This word is alive. You read it. It's, it's alive. Isn't it amazing, Marie? You can read the same thing ten times and it doesn't get old. God will still speak to you out of that same scripture, maybe ten different things. It's alive. It is alive. Say, man, I, I wish I wasn't depressed. Get in the Word of God. I've never met anyone who would stay depressed who will meditate on the Word of God. Ever. Ever. I'm telling you, if you can lose a child and still have joy through this Word, you can go through about anything. You can. You can go through cancer. You know what? You can die. I'm going to break it to you as gently as I can. You're going to. (laughs) You're going to. You and I, it's appointed. That's one we don't make and we don't miss. It's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. It's alive. The Word of God is quick. It's alive. It's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I love this. It's a discerner. I've heard people say, I just, 
I just wish I knew what to do. I'm confused. I think I can't tell what they're thinking. I can't tell whether they look. You know what? You get in the Word of God, it won't matter what anyone else is thinking. It won't. In the first place, you won't be able to be offended. I've been coming here for I don't know how many longs, and you know that stinking McGuire has not asked me to sing one special. I'm offended. You understand? Nothing will offend them. Nothing. If you love God's law. But I'm telling you, you and I have got to be able to know God's law. We've got to know his word. I would encourage you to memorize this word. I would. There's no, you don't get any star for it. It's just good to have. It's good to have that sword. Jesus said, it is written. Oh, wait a minute, I'm going to get with you. He said, it is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Man shall not live by bread alone. Oh, it's a good thing to know the word of God. Not to be some fancy pants. Listen, this is part of the whole armor of God is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's part of our armor. What good is it going to do? I mean, if you got the enemy just beating you up and you're running from him, you're not getting hurt too bad because you got the armor on, but eventually you're going to have to go rough the awning. That happens with the sword. It worked for David. Did it not? You've got to take Chump's head off. That's how it's done. It's with the Word. We've got to learn how to wield it, how, how to work it. It's all right if it's rusty, but get the thing out, sharpen it up. If, you, if you've been lax, do it. Just start saying, all right, today I'm going to do it. I'm going to start reading today. Listen, if, if, you, you, if you're thinking, well, I don't know how often I should eat, read it, how often do you eat? If you and I ate in the physical, as much as we read the Word of God, we'd, we'd all be in the hospital. You, uh, we'd, if, if we all turned sideways, stuck our tongue out, we'd look like zippers. Because <laughs> the church just won't read. We need to take time. We're emaciated. We're weak. Because we will not meditate on the Word of God. And I want to tell you something. You can tell who does. Because it says in the Word of God that the entrance of thy word gives light. It gives light. Isaiah 8.20 says that to the law and to the testimony, if any speak not according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. This, this thing is like a generator. You start reading it, and I'm telling you, the wattage increases. You can tell. You can tell by looking at someone. You put light in, light comes out. Oh, it does. You, you can't fake light. I'm a light. Oh, like heck you are. You, 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 you and I have got to pray. God, give me a discipline, a desire for this word. We are coming. The day's coming, church. I always thought my kids, maybe my grandkids, were going to be part of this great tribulation. Now years aren't going by fast enough. I'm 56, and I'm thinking, no, I'm going to see it in my lifetime. I'm going to see it in America. We're going to have to hide one day. We are. We're going to have to. We're going to have to hide. I'm not. I'm not trying to get you some spirit of fear. I'm just telling you, it's obvious. 
the, the things that are coming down the road are obvious. Then what are we going to do? Probably go like crazy. Listen, our words, our thoughts need discerned. They do. Our thoughts need discerned, and there's only one way they're discerned. That's with the Word of God. That's the only way they get discerned. First Peter 2. I have no idea what time it is because this watch says 11, just two numbers, 11. I know it's not 11. I know it's the 11th month. Now it's the fourth month. I don't know what to do with this. This is, my children could do this. It's not made out of wood. I'm lost. I don't have a watch. What time is it? What time is it? 8.30. I will be merciful. First Peter 2, verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies and evil speakings, envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may... Yeah. You understand what's happened? This word causes growth. This is how we grow. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. You can be years in Christ and only have that much depth. No root. We're to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. And then when the storms come, oh, you're, you're going to be tossed. You read about it in Matthew. Two guys built, built their house, same house. One built on rock, one built on sand. Same thing happened. Rain descended, winds blew, and beat upon the house. Great was the ruin of the one that was built on sand. But you build on this word. I guarantee you, you're going to have storms. Jesus said in John 16:33, In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. When your faith is on the rock, listen, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't. If your faith is on the rock, you understand one day you're probably going to have to come to me. I'll be the one in the hospital, and I'm going to be on my way out. But I'm telling you, I've watched those go out. And it's an awesome thing when you know Christ. It's an awesome thing when you've been in that word. It's an awesome thing. This is, this is how you get recharged. This is how you get refueled, so to say. You get in this word every day, and it'll start pumping you. It does something. I can't explain it, but that's why the Word of God says the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But faith comes by hearing and hearing this Word. This is how your faith is built, right here. What if that thing never stopped, brother? I mean, what if? I'll bet you're going to go on with God. I'll bet you are. 
You understand, if you and I have been turned to fables, then someone's going to tell him, you got some sin in your life. You got some sin. That happened to me after we lost our son. Someone came to me a week after we lost our son and said, you lost him because you had some sin in your life. I said, glory to God, you think I only have one sin? Bless you. Just one sin? You think I'm there? But that's what people do. That's what they do when they're not rooted and grounded in the world. They try, in the word, they try to make God fit their, their image of what they think God should be. And right here is a great description. You want to know God? This is how you know God. He wrote a letter to you. Going through my drawer, uh, in, in the dresser, in my bed night, my night bed stand. I just looked at the dresser. I still got Nate's, Nate and Keith's letters from when they were, in the Navy. I, I love to pour through them. They're humorous. I think, you, you know, here it is. Those are my sons. They've written me a letter. And I, I take time to read it even after long, long after Keith was in for eight years. God wrote us a letter. And it just sits. Just like those letters. It's in that, that nightstand. It's in the drawer there. That's us. The church has left God's letter that she's written, and it just lays there. They never take the time to read. Oh, we, I love you. I don't care what you have to say to me, though, but I love you. And if I need something, I want you to be there. Because I, I know all i got to do is ask it in your name. You're going to give it to me. But I'm kind of busy. Isn't it amazing? You get in the Word of God, and then it's no wonder you read the Word of God, you're encouraged. You find things like, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I don't care what it looks like right now. My thoughts toward you are peace and not of evil. i got a plan for you. I love you. I love you. I love the Moors. God says, I love you. I have a plan. It's going to get wacky. Storms blow, don't they? Floods come. Listen, you better get in that word because if your storm's coming, if you ain't had one, it's coming. What would you have done without the word? You'd be crazy now. Listen, church. Mike, you can come up. I'm done. I I just pray that God will just drive this home to you. We need the Word of God. If you have laid it down, get it out. So, God, tonight, I encourage you, especially those of you with young kids, you get them started on that sincere milk of the Word. Let's have our devotions. Let's read the Word of God. Expound on it, Dad. Let them know. Mom, let them know. Listen, it's a powerful thing when you get that Word of God inside of you. Our thoughts need discerned. If you've been lazy, you need to ask God to God. (laughs) Listen. When you go to read, turn the cell phone off. It will ring. It'll be a wrong number, but it'll ring. It will. You know it to be true. Turn the TV off. Turn the radio off. Oh, did they help? No. 
it's I know that it's hard for me to talk over the TV. If even I'm just having a conversation with Marsha, I, I, I can't do this. If you've ever seen me in a, in a room where there's a lot of people, I read lips. There's all the noises together. I can't hear anything. Well, listen, so it is with God. He wants us. He, he wants us all to himself. Take time. Seek out of my word and read. Meditate on it. You're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will bring your fruit in your season. Whatsoever you do will prosper. Your leaf will not wither. Just meditate on my word. It cannot be that simple. It is. I think we're crazy. I don't know how we've gotten too busy that we try to work God in our schedule. I think we're crazy. I think we all ought to be up for West. We are, we're all crazy. Look, I'd like to thank everyone in here saved. I can't see your heart. All I can tell you is that Jesus said you must be born again. If you're here and you don't know Christ, He's what I have to offer you. You come up, you repent of your sin, you turn around, you confess your sins. You don't need someone with you praying a fancy prayer to repeat after them. You say, God, I'm sorry. I want you in my life. I want to go to heaven. I turn from my ways. I repent right now. I want to know my name is written in the book of life. So being born again, as you turn your life over to Christ, he becomes your master. For those of us who know him as master, let me ask you something. Do we even recognize his voice? Or has this thing laid on that nightstand so long, someone asked us where Amos or Obadiah was, we'd be days looking. Oh, become familiar with the Word of God, church. It's his love letter to us. Read it over and over and over. If I don't get, if I can't get tired of reading the boys' letters home from Iraq and being under the sea, how can I possibly get tired of reading God's letter to me? This will not return void.